And good morning. Happy Valentine's Day. For the last couple of weeks, I've been offering morning reflections in relationship to the seven factors of awakening. And this morning we'll take just a little bit of a sidestep. Because of the inspiration of it being Valentine's Day. And in this morning's reflection is about metta. And beginning with some words from the Buddha. It is in this way that we must train ourselves by liberation of the self through love. We will develop love. We will practice it. We will make it both a way and a basis. Take our stand upon it, store it up, and thoroughly set it going. The Buddha taught his students to cultivate the power of love, the power of metta love, that was so strong that the heart, the mind, would be as vast as space, and so filled with love, as he said, nothing would stick. He taught his students to cultivate the power of love to such a degree that the heart and mind would be so strong that it would be, as he said, like the Ganges River, with which no amount of fire could burn. <coughs> so this is really our challenge this challenge to train the heart, to train the mind with such depth that the clarity and the strength of metta is present and available in all of the various circumstances that we encounter in our life. In relationship to practice, it's wise to approach our practice with the attitude of loving, honoring, and respecting ourselves. When we practice metta, when we practice unconditional loving-kindness, we begin to see whether we're motivated by feelings of caring and cherishing ourselves, or by some sense of struggle, some sense of strain. Rufi said, Rumi, excuse me, Rumi said, your task is not to seek for love, but merely to seek and find all of the barriers within yourself that you have built against it. 
Loving, honoring, and respecting ourselves brings happiness and it brings a sense of ease. Unconditional loving kindness in relationship to others, both in a personal way and in a universal way, this brings great happiness. Metta is the force, we could say, which binds us together. It's the thread that ties our lives together. And one of the most powerful forces that makes it possible for our values and our spiritual aspirations to manifest, to become real. What if we behaved as if causing those we loved discomfort or pain were just completely out of the question? What if we lived wishing only for their ease, wishing only for their well-being? When we focus on what someone isn't instead of what they are, disappointment and maybe anger, and the wanting mind often shows up. And we might consider remembering and maybe even telling an appreciative story, a mudita story, about a friend, a partner, a co-worker, our child, or another loved one, in the company of others. Though the object, so to say, of our story might not show it outwardly, they very likely will be smiling and quite pleased inside. no matter how difficult it might be, with mindfulness and loving-kindness practice, we learn to release the grip of our reactivity, to release the grip of our blaming, shaming, and distancing thoughts and actions, and rather to settle down, to settle down to the essence of what matters most, friendship and love. True love arises when we're free of self-absorption, those moments when the chasm of self and other disappears. In this open-hearted spacious presence, a perfectly natural, boundless tenderness quite often appears. As we walk along this path, this spiritual path, it becomes clearer and clearer to us that our greatest possession is our state of mind. We might lose property, relationships, even the body. But if we're able to reside in a 
state of unconditional kindness, unconditional love, there's fearlessness. And there's a compassion no matter what is happening. The poet Mary Oliver has an instruction for us. It's an, this is an excerpt from uh, one of her poems that's called To Begin With the, S- the Sweet Grass. What I loved in the beginning, I think, was mostly myself. Never mind that I had to, since somebody had to. That was many years ago. Since then I have gone out from my confinements, through with difficulty. I mean the ones that thought to rule my heart, I cast them out. I put them on the mush pile. They will be nourishment somehow. Everything is nourishment somehow or other. And I have become the child of the clouds and of hope. I have become the friend of the enemy, whoever that is. And I have become older. And cherishing what I have learned, I have become younger. What do I risk to tell you this which is all I know? Love yourself. Then forget it. Then love the world. And closing the reflection this morning with a valentine that I received from a student a few years ago. And on the top of this valentine was a little circular, bright red sticker with the words, this is love, printed on this little round bright red sticker. And this is the, uh, these are the words that were below the sticker. Take this tiny label, stick it on your dining table, stick it on your favorite book, stick it where you always look, stick it on some brand new shoes, stick it on the evening news, Stick it on a broken heart. Stick it on a hospice chart. Stick it on a violin. Stick it on your thinnest skin. Stick it on a long-lost friend. Stick it on a bill to send. Stick it on your desk or wall. Use it on a conference call. Stick it on a microphone. Feel it when you're all alone. Put it on a mirror, yes. See it when your hair's a mess. Stick it on the Congress floor. Stick it on the White House door. Stick it on the other side. Stick it where it cannot hide. Can you see love everywhere? We hope we can. We hope we dare.